Madbear Hardcore Radio, exploring the world's best hardcore punk and all the various subgenres. For the next two hours we will enter a world apart from the rest. The time is now. What's up with that? Let's start jamming. This is for real? Check episode 79 of Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio underway. Trev out here in Tacoma, Washington. The 253, if anyone cares. It's another episode where I'm going to be trying to power through it. Um, I'm doing this episode way later than I was wanting to because I showed up the night before to get this episode ready and do stuff and I had no idea that the internet was out even though I was I asked ahead of time I was like oh is it cool if I come here and I like I never I'm so bad at asking like ahead of time like when I mean ahead of time I mean like I asked an hour so in that time frame I feel like somebody should have known that the internet was out. So I get there and I had to re like, I had to figure out how to get my, uh, interview rescheduled. Uh, one of the dudes from the station is just like in here, just, uh, plugging and unplugging shit, trying to figure something. And I'm just like, I need to fucking, get out of here. I was already not having a good day 
because I was having some uh, issues at the house. Some of them were my fault, to be fair, but I think it was just not a good day. So I came here, and on top of that, one of my coworkers that I've known for a long time, but we've only known each other professionally in the way that we've seen each other, we know of each other, and then the place that I work, we know a lot of people know of one another, but don't know each other. We know little things about each other, not not a whole lot. And I got this call from a coworker saying that I missed work and that I need to come in. And that's just at the same time I'm at the studio and everything's fucking falling apart in here. And I'm just freaking out. And I was like, fuck, I guess I'll, uh, I guess I'm going to go to work then. And then it's like, oh, just kidding. I'm like, ooh. I was seeing red for the rest of the night. I just kind of gave up. Also, it was just an, it was just an emotional day with stuff at the house and just not to get too much into it. It just was a draining fucking day. Um, yesterday, which is the day before I recorded this. And so I'm going to do my best to get through this episode. It's one of those. I, uh, I recorded an, um, a, re- a interview with Cameron from Jocko, an awesome uh, band on Dog Ear Records. If you haven't heard of them, you should definitely check out their new record, Expression. I mean, their latest record, not new. They'll have new music soon, but their record, Expression, came out a little bit right before the turn of 2019. So it's been about a year and a half since uh, that came out. But you should definitely check it out if you haven't already. So... Also, I did my best with the levels on it. Um, That was what was rough because this is one of the very few days at the studio where like most of the week is pretty much wide open to to for me to just go in currently. Um, But this is like the one day out of the week where there is someone who was literally in here at the exact time frame that I needed to do the damn interview. So I'm like, and I've been trying to avoid doing like stuff in my apartment. Cause I need to soundproof it, get some stuff, some better stuff going on. Uh, my, my girlfriend did get me equipment for, uh, the holidays. And I haven't, I have yet to, uh, get that working because I have a million things going on in my head. And, I have to go down the list of things that I have to <laughs> that I have to get done. Then that's it's so much. I have a lot to get done. So now that I'm done complaining, I guess we can talk about music. Like I said, we're gonna talk to Jocko. To, uh, try to try. I did my best with the levels. You'll be able to hear it. That's one thing I just like, there's a little bit of ups and downs. I tried to smooth it out and it's at times you might, the average listener might not even care, 
but I just was it was it was a struggle a little bit. Anyway, music. Unfortunately, we had to start off with another uh, tribute this this uh, episode. Last week was Vinny Value. We did Elijah from Black Breath a few weeks back, and this week Reed Mullen from Corrosion of Conformity. Um, who drummed in the band has passed away at 53. Um, this band was, I'm going to be, this was a band, uh, that I went backwards with. There's a few of them, um, and into, um, their earlier punk material because I was aware of their, uh, their more rock influenced stuff that I was, shown when I was younger I had a list I used to have a co-worker had a list of things that uh I used to have some friends who made lists for me and showed me stuff and this was uh this was one of the bands on that list and I never knew that if you went back farther that there was uh punk material though at the time of me being a little bit younger I might not have been receptive to it right off the bat. So there in there lies the diving into punk material. We played uh, a song off the very first studio album, Eye for an Eye, which was released in 1984, recorded in uh, 1983. And, uh, we played Minds Are Controlled, which is the second track off the record. If you haven't checked out this band and you le- and you love the metal and punk hybrid shit, you should uh, get on it. So a lot of um, uh, the deaths. Yeah, there's a lot of deaths in music, specifically like metal and hardcore uh lately which is a big bummer so uh hearts go out to everyone who's you know lost idols lost people that they care about influences and uh may they may they uh their legacies live on through their music we're going to skip any talk about kobe bryant because I'm not, I'm just not getting into it on this episode. Maybe on another one when I have someone to do some back and forth with, which is not this episode. So we're going to uh, get to our interview in just a little bit. Um, but this uh, band, Jocko's from Nebraska, so thought. It would be cool to talk, uh, to play another Omaha, Nebraska band who we kind of talked about and made me think about in the interview, um, which you will hear. We're going to play some new music from Bib. They have a record coming out, um, a nine song single side LP titled Deluxe on February 21st on Popwig Records. I haven't thought about this band too much 
uh, since I saw them play with, I think, Expire at Real Art now about almost three years ago. It is pretty cool, but uh, I think, I don't know, I might have been in a different mode of music listening at that point. Um, ending my, my time at KGRG, I was starting to get extremely burnt out of all music. And I think that was about the time I took a somewhat of a break because I was holding together the music department at the radio station, I, the other radio station, as well as trying to do my own. So, like, I was hearing songs left and right, and things weren't always landing for me. So now that I'm listening to a little bit less and I'm able to break a, up my listening habits... I might have to re-listen to some more Bib. Uh, we pl we're gonna play the Fool. Um, I'm I don't know what's not to like. It's it's uh, starts out really really slow, gets into some fast parts. Um, every everything is kind of all levels are maxed out in the right ways for the instruments, and it just it just fucking. The production just sounds good for what they're trying to do. So we're going to play The Fool by Bib, and we'll be right back. You'll listen to Dead Air, Terrors of Hardcore Radio. <laughs> Thank you. 
What's up, motherfuckers? This is Mosh Hot telling you to check out the brand new Bebear website now. Go to BebearHardcoradio.com for all podcasted shows as well as news reviews and content you can't get anywhere else. Go out or feel the wrath of my cold, hard robotic legs been kicking you straight in the face. just heard raise a glass from kings never die we had dan from the band talk about uh 
Doggy Dog, Monkey Pup, all the other uh, projects he was in. Um, you can check out that episode on deadairhardcoreradio.com. That was almost like two months ago-ish. So, I don't remember the exact episode number, but you can check. You can go to deadairhardcoreradio.com, go to the episode tab, and check it the fuck out. Any That'll be any episodes that are not already on Spotify for anyone who's like a new Spotify listener. Um, thank you. Um, also, thank you. If you are a live radio listener, that's a fucking amazing. Um, and thank you to all our uh, live um, listeners all over the world and people who listen through uh, all our radio syndicates. Hell yeah. So, Kings Never Die. Uh, this is featuring Vinny Stigma from Agnostic Front. And... That is, I that always uh, takes me back to the time that I actually got to talk to Vinny um, back in 2015 on the live radio show, and that was also used to be a part of our intro. And one thing I want to do is I want to fucking go on a mission across uh, town to Auburn. To I think it's like 30 minutes away from here, but I haven't been to the. Auburn studio since like I think May when they did the reunion which was I love you JP I love you I'm just gonna say it real quick I wish I had I wanted more airtime my man I don't want to be greedy but I was I was hyped on getting some airtime on the on the um on the KGRG special for the 30 year anniversary of the station. I was hoping for more, but I still love you. But next time, let me talk more. Maybe for the 40 year anniversary, if Auburn doesn't like fucking fall into a sinkhole or, or get engulfed by the flames of hell, because there's some parts in Auburn that are horrible but where was I going with this? Vinny Stigma. I'd love to get the interview. Um, hopefully, maybe find it. Because it was amazing. It uh, was unex- an unexpected interview. Uh, I was talking a little bit with someone about it. And just like, I had no idea I was going to get to talk to him. And he just all of a sudden, he's like, Trevor! I'm like, how are you doing, Vinny? He's like, good, good. And I was like, I felt like I was, like, through the phone, like I was giving him, like, a shoulder pat hug and, you know, asking him how his fucking family's been. It was, it was, it was beautiful. And the, just the content is, that I got from that is, I love, I love the interview, some of the interviews I do, but this was, by far still the most memorable one and i hope maybe i get a maybe i'll get a second chance at a at a stigma interview um or i will get um some or i'll get it i'll try to get it again man i hope like hope maybe i can recover the recover the audio i tried on the last show at the old station but it uh, with no luck, I tr- I looked for quite some time. 
if it's there, it's a deep in them in those thirty-year-old uh, archives. Anyway, so check out Kings Never Die, uh, Raise a Glass, featuring Vinny Stigma on Upstate Records. Uh, the single is, and it's going to have a uh, video out very soon, within the week, I believe. It's probably going to be out by the time that you hear this. Um, also, they'll have an EP soon on Upstate as well. Support Upstate. If you listen to the show, you know that there's a lot of Upstate bands that get play as well as interviewed on the show. So if you like heavy music, if you like a lot of New York hardcore influenced music and a lot of uh, members of past New York bands, you will like what you hear here. So check out uh, check out Upstate Records. Moving on from that. So one thing I did forget to talk about is going to a show at Vera Project this past weekend. It was the Take Offense Higher Power Tour featuring Drain um, and Life's Question. And it was opened up by End of Days, which was uh, it was it was dope. Um so we'll start from the beginning. End of Days, Northwest Hardcore, uh, featuring members of a ton of hardcore bands. I can't even begin to to go down the list off the top of my head. I would actually need to go write all that shit down. For like the people in this band are people that I've seen in bands over the last five years, and um. Some of them have been in so many bands. Some of them are currently in a ton of bands and have moved from band to band and have helped um, start and helped other bands thrive. Just they've been long time and long standing new musicians in the Pacific Northwest. So go to a show and check them out. Um, Nate Walters from the band you've seen him. Been in the Northwest, you've seen him. He's been on the show once or twice to to really fuck it up. He's done he he's done his best to fuck with me on the show, which is expected. He's uh This is his first band and uh over the past six plus years he's practiced doing vocals and whether like just like for fun joke bands that have played joke shows He's been on vocals for, I mean, I think some projects that never saw the light of day. Um, he's done vocals for um, guest vocals for live and recorded um, for bands. I don't know how many. I, that's one thing I don't know off the top of my head. I know he's done vocals on projects that I have been a part of. And so to, I'm not surprised that they had a very good first show they had, they did very well. And I think everyone in the group was well-prepared. And I know this was a project that I think switched a few members to make what it is right now. So if you like, um, late nineties, heavy, um, heavy and beat down influenced New York hardcore, I think, uh, you'll, 
enjoy this. It's all, it's no, uh, no filler mosh music, good stuff. And, uh, Nate like talked a little bit about like, Oh, I think I forgot a lyric. Cause like, it doesn't fucking matter, dude. It sounded really sounded good. And with the people in your band, they play so well, as long as you sing that fucking shit in time, no one's going to notice because they're going to be moshing. So end of days with a Z expect some music probably played on the show at some point this year. Moved on to life's question. We've played a track from them probably a few months back. I believe they came here with Vatican in August last August and listened to the single. And I was very impressed from what they had. And this was another just like, uh, like kind of a kind of a a slap in the face, being like, "You need to listen to more of that fucking band," because it was super good and people were fucking feeling it. Cool to see what happens from them. Follow that drain. It's just I'm just glad to see fucking drain. Sammy is always fucking happy. Um, no matter what he's doing, where he's playing, um, it's just cool to see the band keep progressing and getting more people in, um, into that band, more music's coming out this year. Um, from what Sammy said, it's pretty fucking soon that there's going to be some new music. I think we're going to talk to Sammy sometime in the next sometime this year. And I think he said by that time new music will already be out. So be on the lookout for um, new drain. One thing that uh, Chris from uh, change and the Seattle hardcore Twitter said was like, nobody has more fun during a drain set than the, than the vocalist of drain. And I agree this fucking, he has a fucking blast and in turn, everybody has a blast. You know, it's one of those things I wish people saw it earlier when I booked them two years ago. And I've said that before, but I'm glad I'm fucking seeing it now. And moved on to Higher Power. Who we're going to play a song from. Um, this, the first listen of this, and I think, I think that's what, I think that's what's, what's catching people off guard is, um, I think people are a little divided on the sound, even though. I kind of already knew what to expect with the sound that it was going to be. The vocals were going to get more and more clean. Um, there were going to be um, more like progressive and deft tonesy stuff. And it's going to attract newer, different people. What I think it will divide hardcore people who were looking for more of the crossover thrash that the last record was about. And, I'm in, I still wish I could have saw him with Vane because I'll see how it went. I know a couple, a few of my friends, I think, didn't watch it. I didn't ask them why, and I want, do want to get their opinion. But I got to see the live set, and I was thoroughly impressed. Uh, singer could catch it, could hold it, the hold the tune, and that was one thing I was worried about when listening to it. There is some with some of the record, uh, some of the songs um, can get whinier than others with the vocals and so, but 
I was thoroughly, I thought he could, for what they were doing, you got to hold the tune. And I think some bands that go from like a hardcore or a crossover style band can, it can get like the vocals sometimes can start sounding like shit. So I would, I thought it was cool. I think I, it's also like weird. Like it's hard to like know what to do when you're at a hardcore show and it's not super hardcore music, especially from a band who was playing like a hardcore style. Like people started getting into it more and more. And, but uh, yeah, I do want to know what my friends thought. Cause I know a few of them did take a uh, step, uh, a step back. Uh, or took a step out of the show. Anyways, what was I? I read a tweet and I and I totally lost track. So we're gonna play a track from Higher Power, uh, Lost in Static. That was the one I was talking about. Uh, it's some of this has grown on me. It's interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see how much more influence and how bigger this band is going to get very soon. And whether they're going to literally, um, uh, if they're going to move all the way out of hardcore or not, because I definitely could see this working for other music. I've saw some people, I saw specifically someone that I haven't seen in years and was interested and came for higher power because they're like, this band's going to be huge or a roadrunner. And a lot of people are like, I want to, I want to see them before they fucking blow up. And we'll see if they blow up. I'm not sure. So we're going to play um, Lost in Static um, from the new record, 27 Miles Underwater, which is now on Roadrunner Records, available now. Uh, check them out. They might still be touring in your area. Look for uh, tour dates. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back. We're going to get to our interview with... Uh, Jocko HC in just a minute. Static field, the space between us and our energy is at what our energy gets wasted.
interested in having your band played or interviewed on the show, hit us up on our Facebook at facebook.com slash deadairhardcoreradio. Nebraska is kind of interesting just because there is, it's like such a um, cattle, like whatever, you know, it's like it's known for steak, it's known for like hunting and fishing, and it is, it's like every restaurant here is like, you know, potatoes and, and, and meat plates kind of thing, you know, it's, 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 it's just now starting to like kind of meet the rest of the world and get some more kind of like foodie kind of shit. So that'll be my tidbit on food for this evening. At this point, I, there's gotta be somewhere in your area that has, that Guy Fieri has uh, visited. <laughs> yeah, straight up. There's like two places in Omaha. Uh, one is this place called Cali Taco where they like, fry the tortilla and it's so it's kind of like when you go to taco bell and get like a oh man what am i even trying to say a uh a chalupa chalupa yeah it's kind of like you did know like you, chalupa has like the said, fried did you almost say galupa yeah i straight up almost said galupa that makes me think I, of calling someone like a goomba yeah i wouldn't do that but i hear it galupa galupa Kind of sounds like a Super Mario like character somehow, like a Goomba or something. Yeah. Or, or what's a, what's the is that the same thing? Is that um, what you said? Yeah, a Goomba. <laughs> oh, Goomba. Yeah. Is that what they're called from Super Mario? Oh God! Now I'm. Now I have to uh, like. Now I have to search it. Yeah, funny. I don't know, but yeah, it's kind of like a chalupa. So it's like a taco and like a fried tortilla, um, not like a you know corn tortilla. And it's like they got his face on the wall straight up. Like they're like so proud that he was there. And I think there's like one other place. But what is sick is there's one restaurant in um, North Omaha that uh, if anyone that like watches movies or knows Alexander Payne, Alexander Payne, the director, is from Omaha. And so he loves trying to like film his movies there or at least have like cameos and stuff in Nebraska. And in about Schmidt, there's a scene where they're eating at this diner, Harold's Diner. And there's a booth. There's a booth with a plaque. Like one of the bo- one of the booths in Harold's Diner has a little plaque that says like the booth. Uh, you know Jack Nicholson, Aiden, and about Schmidt. So it's kind of sick to be able to like stare at that plaque, even though it's not that crazy. But well, I know. Like I feel like that's like a trademark for all of his shit. Like there's a vegan place in Portland um, that has that has like a big like photo of him so that's like a thing like they want to make sure like make sure that everybody knows that right. that guy has uh graced his presence upon this restaurant <laughs> with his yep. with his bleach tips flame shirt what's he drive a corvette something, is that what it is something like that i mean he's got like a name for it i can't think of what it is I wouldn't use the word drive since it's like literally just him on a fake a fake like set like and right. it just roll and the and the thing just rolls off but I mean that's his trademark car yeah I think it's like he has one and it's like he's he like refers to it in some way I don't know obviously I'm not watching enough what's his, the diver drives and Driving divers dives drivings and ah whatever. <laughs> triple, I don't know shit. Triple D, my my man. Triple D. There it is. We'll just say that. Right, right, right. If it's not obvious by now, I don't watch a lot of TV, so I feel like I'm very 
Like when I'm, I try to make references sometimes, I like try to make these references to pop culture and they just fall flat. You know, it's like, I don't even know how to say Chalupa, you know I mean? It's, it's, it's pretty funny. But I mean, I've, I've been like, like I used to be out of the house. So, so much like that. I, it was hard for me to like catch up with the other like podcast radio shows who are like, do everything every, at every minute of every day. <clears throat> and then I'm just like, I felt you. It's easy with this shit to feel really uninformed, just on <laughs> right. like just the littlest things. Um, but let's talk about music because that's what the fuck we're doing here. Cool. So right on, Jocko. Tell us a little bit about the band. Give us a like a little bit of a backstory of just. How- so it's actually kind of cool. Um, we've all lived in Nebraska forever. There used to be this really cool um house in lincoln nebraska and like a lot of older dudes will know it it's called ghost house and it's like you know one of my fondest memories at that house was uh watching a show that was like i want to say it was like it was like a tour that was like coke bust and someone else but then it met up with a tour or maybe back then it might have been the same tour but i think it was two different tours it was like coke bucks but then it was also uh this band p.s elliott and hop along so it's like it's like really sick like kind of like poppy, like like Brooklyn sound, like DIY band, and then it was like hard ass, like punk hardcore, and it's like that's how that house always was back in the day because it's like there wasn't a lot of bands like from here, um, doing a lot, or in Nebraska in general. There was like a couple ones that really stood out, but it's so when tours would come through, we would just like it was always this like kind of weird, diverse, mixed bill. But uh, all of us in the band have kind of known each other for a long time and. Uh, it's like sad to think that we're kind of like the older dudes here, which like we're just like in our mid to late twenties. But there's like no, there's not a lot of people in the scene. They either move away, like some of our friends played in that band Bent Life, and they moved to Richmond, or uh, one of them moved to New York. He plays in a band uh, Bib that's like from here. That's like super sick. You know, most people know them. Um, but yeah, we've all known each other for a long time, and <clears throat> we all used to like playing bands, like and stuff, and and. And all except for our vocalist, um, uh, Jacob, and he's always been a, like an MC. Like he he was in a different crowd, and uh, he was living in Lincoln forever, and, and he lives in Omaha now. But uh, um, growing up, he was always like he had a couple different groups that he was in where he was always rapping, and it was all very kind of like you know always had this like kind of like '90s flowy like b-boy style to it that was always really cool. Um, but uh, I remember there was like a show where the first time I ever saw him perform was at this ghost house spot. And uh, I can't remember who the touring band was. Like somehow it was like Backtrack's first tour. And like, what would that have been? Like 2008 or 2009 or something? That would be but, uh, about, yeah, that would be about that that time. Like maybe, I think it was that show or maybe it was like one of their second tours. But either way, they were still pretty small then. And I remember like a friend of ours band that was called Vandal Eyes, like like eyes, you know? Um, which he thought was funny because he was a graffiti writer, right? What, so they were kind of, they were like, a, yes. <laughs> right, clever, right? Um, so it was like their first show, I think. And they were kind of like a, I don't know, mad ball, but the homie was not very, his vocals were not strong. I mean, that band didn't last, um, which is, it, which is a shame because they were fun. You, you know, we all just kind of were ignorant to it. But, uh, I just remember that was like their first show and it was opening for Backtrack, I think. And, and I want to say, uh, Jacob, who, who was in Jocko, uh, he opened up the show by like rapping like he like brought like his like disc like like walkman and like had like a cd with his like beats on it and we like just plugged it in over the pa and none of us really knew him that well then 
except for one of the dudes in, in uh, Vandalize, and you kind of put him on. So it was like cool to see, you know, I none of us had ever seen like a like that like didn't even enter my brain like a DIY rap show before that because I was just like I don't know how that shit works. So just like watching him like plug in his like Walkman and like hit play on a CD and uh, just start kind of like spitting over the mic was like super sick. It was definitely like a hard energy, you know, because none of us were used to that. But um, anyway, Jacob's been around ever since. I mean, he's always just been down. You know, he's not you want to talk to him. He might not be able to school you on like, you know, 80s hardcore, but uh, he's always been down to support like uh, any homies, hardcore bands that come through and he's got a he's got specific tastes in hardcore, too, which is cool. So um He's like around more than most people I know that like hardcore. So we've just, we used to live together and uh, just always been close. And I remember there was one time, this was like a couple years, it would have been like 2016. And uh, I wanted to start a band and I was like talking, I kind of was getting some people lined up, like, uh, you know, who's in the band now? We were all kind of talking like, yeah, it'd be cool. Like, you know, homie that plays bass in other bands wants to play guitar in this. And, um, and I hadn't really been playing drums a lot. And so I was like, it'd be cool to play drums for a hardcore band. Uh, so we kind of had all the instruments lined up and no vocalist. And then I remember running into Jacob uh, randomly at some big show at like the Slowdown venue here, which is like the Saddle Creek venue. Uh, and I was like talking to him and he just like kind of like catching up. And he just, I, I t- kind of told him what I was up to. And I just said like, yeah, what have you been up to? Like, I know, you know, are you working on some projects or whatever? Because he was in some MC groups at that time. And he was like, yeah, but you know what I really want to do? Like, I've always wanted to, like, front a hardcore band like you guys always do. And I was like, buddy, I got the job for you. So when we first started the band, I mean, if people go back and listen to our demo, it's, like, it's like straight up, like, kind of punk, like, almost like a, I don't know. Like, there's elements of, like, Frantics or Void or, like, some kind of weird different eras of, like, just straightforward punk. Um, but then I feel like our transition into writing what we're writing now came from I finally started hearing what Jacob was doing over the songs. And I was like, yo, he might be like more aggressive with his vocals, but he's still kind of just rapping and it's sick. And so I was like, well, we should just like, I'm like, so like we just kind of started playing to those strengths and just like naturally started writing like a little more groovier songs to kind of help accent like his kind of just very naturally flowy vocals and things. So it's, it's kind of cool because it was like this very natural progression where, you know, you see like hardcore and hip hop to me always have like such similar roots and, and stylings for sure and you see a lot of hardcore bands where the vocalist like someone was like oh yeah that dude's rapping and it's like that's cool but it's like there's something so sick and different and such a fresh perspective from like like this dude like only knows rap like him coming into a hardcore band it's like he wasn't doing stuff that like hardcore vocalists would do because he doesn't know what that is so it was such a cool it was just crazy like humbling experience so it's been so fun it's been so fun, like creating these songs with him and and, and Joey, uh, the guitarist, and Ben, the bassist. But um, and then we just added a second guitar recently, our friend Wyatt, to kind of beef up the sound. But uh, it's just been crazy. I mean, it's like writing with an actual MC is so cool. Yeah, I think it's uh, interesting having the actual two worlds co- collide because it's like obviously you've you know you know the history of all like all the bands, all the collaborations between MCs right. and and metal bands and punk bands but right yeah the same judgment night yeah judgment that yeah, the whole judgment night um soundtrack like it it's it's inter- it's very interesting because like a lot of bands and artists are aware of each other but it's 
it's not very it's not too often when you actually step into each other's actual world sometimes you'll collab a little bit but that's but what you're doing is like he's fully emerging himself into like punk and hardcore and like a lot of like new york style hardcore bands like listen to like oh man they might listen to like odb or a wu-tang record here or there but mainly they're they're being influenced by other new york style hardcore bands yeah, straight up. And one band that that I you probably don't take direct cues for, but the only other band that I can see in like I real that has that vibe that you guys are putting up is a band called Product of Waste. It's oh yeah, yeah. One I of my them. favorite bands ever. And if you've seen the dude, hear the lyrics. You he does he does the exact same thing. Not saying that yeah. you guys are copying or anything, but he, uh, the vocalist has his own like hip hop stuff, which, in my opinion, um, and rest in peace to the vocalist. He passed away yeah. in 2013. Um, yep. He yeah moment moment of silence for that. But yeah, um, I always d- I think the energy that that he put into hardcore was amazing i listened to some of the like hip-hop stuff it's all right but like as far as what he did with with hardcore specifically in that time no other band was doing that like their records like between like two one two thousand and eight and 2011 there's not a band doing what they're doing and there's not too many bands doing what like exactly what you're doing, like you said. There's plenty of bands <laughs> right. that rap, that rap, but not, but not like. Also, sometimes it can be corny, man. Like, yeah. like having like having someone just like I want to rap, but they don't, but they don't know really the roots of hip hop or roots of. Either they just see somebody rap and be like, "Hey, I want to, I want to do that," and it can yeah. be like some fucking vanilla ice. Uh, what, dude? Oh, yeah, Vanilla Ice. What? Do you ever hear Vanilla Ice like new metal shit? That stuff is no the cringy. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like uh, that, and then uh, I'm just thinking of really cringy shit right now, like Sugar Ray, Sugar yeah. Ray, and his oh, new metal. <laughs> so what's what's funny is like someone uh kind of recently like a homie. I kind of think it was a friend of ours compared us to whatever that first Sugar Ray album is. And it's funny because, like, I, like, love, uh, what is it, 1159 or whatever, whatever that, like, the the hit album was with, like, um, Sunday Morning and, and all those songs. Like, that album, like, from front to back, there's, like, a song that has, like, KRS-One on it. Like, it's, a, it's like, a good album. Like, the pop songs are incredible. The other stuff has good vibes. Anyway, someone, but I had never listened to their first album because it's, like, A, I haven't revisited that since I was you know, in, in middle school, but, uh, a friend of ours, like recently was like, yo, you sound like, you sound like early Sugar Ray. And I looked (laughs) it up and, and like musically maybe kind of, you know, it's like heavy and he's like rapping, but it's like, it's like so bad, dude, like straight up, like lyrically, you know? And and it's just cause like, yeah, Mark McGrath is like a punk, right? Kind of. So it's like, he's writing all this like juvenile shit. It's like all the lyrics are just whack and and the vibe is like kind of whack and I'm glad he went in a different direction, you know? And that's probably by the help with the producer, right? Yeah. 
if but we're... uh but no the the product of waste thing is funny because that is that's one we've heard before um they used to come and play i i, I swear they've played like our neck of the woods a couple different times before uh terry passed and uh um when uh when we released our album um through dog years uh i remember uh carlos from rotting out like tweeting something or posting something saying like like yo if you like product to waste check them out and i was I, like i never made that connection before and i remember like reading that and being like whoa that's crazy because it, it, it is it's like so unintentional but it's like i remember product to waste and they were sick and we all liked them and, and it is it's like so funny it is kind of similar in it you know in a, just a natural way because it is it's just like Terry, you know, he was like a rapper and like his, yeah, I remember him like after their set, after the show was over, he was just like, yo, does anyone want to hear me rap or whatever? And so he just like rapped over the microphone for like, you know, had his own beats and stuff. And, and, uh, and it was like a separate thing from the show. He wasn't trying to push it on. Right. But you could tell he was still very passionate about his like other, you know, other art or whatever. Yeah. Like it's because like when there were, you could hear distinctly when he was, when he was like go when he was going hard on a fast ripper song and he wasn't as like rhythmic with his vocals and he was just like trying to get it as fast as possible and then um and then then you'd have a song where he's straight up fucking rapping over the beat that's kind of what yep. you guys are doing with the with the vocals and it's i mean I'm it's obvious as far as like there's like the direct like uh, specifically just because of his voice inflection it's the um the Zach Delaroca like <laughs> vocals are like, are like yeah. the most obvious like not that he's do it's yeah. just because how that's just how he sounds man right straight it's, up. it's straight it's so funny there is there's something weird where when people meet Jacob they're like oh are you from are you from New York or something because like the way that he talks is like inflection it's like I don't homies from Lincoln, Nebraska, you know, it's like, I, I don't know if it's just with him growing up so involved in hip hop. Uh, but it is, it's so funny. Cause he'll like, uh, he just has this natural inflection and it is, uh, we get that, you know, Zach De La Rocha comparison a lot. And, um, and I don't know, dude, it's like rage rips inside out rips. It's like, I don't really take that in a negative way. It's just like, I think that's like an easy jump. Like someone will tell us we sound like Limp Biscuit cause we got a rap and I'm like, homie, we play in standard tuning. Like, I don't know what you think sounds like Limp Biscuit, but People just like um, some of those other ones, you know, where like your just brain has nowhere else to go, right? Like no one knows anything. Like they don't know. Like whereas someone might say product of waste because they'll like remember that and that's sick, right? But other people's scope is smaller, so they're like, "Yo, you sound like Limp Biscuit. You sound like Lincoln Park, <laughs> right?" Someone made a joke. Yeah, damn, dude, it goes on, and it, you know, that's just gonna happen. You know, it's like we are we're playing something kind of different, and uh, which I'm stoked on. It's like so fun. Um, yeah, but it is. It's like when you're doing something like that it's going to catch a little bit of wave. So we're not sweating it. It's all fun. No, I'm, I, I like it. And I think, do you think some of it, like, so I guess backtracking a little bit, talk about the record mm-hmm. that were you, you guys put out the, did you guys put out the record before you went on dog years? Cause I thought it was, it, I thought it was out prior to uh, being on the, yeah. On the label. Yep. Okay. No, you you're right. So I, we digitally released it and um, it was kind of more of like a purge, you know, it's like we, we had been playing those songs for a little bit, like not super long, but uh, we, we had them all recording and, and the recording process was crazy. Like we recorded at uh, Make Believe Studios in, in Omaha and it was such an interesting experience, but we kind of drew it out. Like it took a long time and 
there was some shuffling of hands and it's like, a, you know, it just ended up being a kind of a mess. So we were just like, yo, we got to get these out because we've got like more we want to do, you know, it's like, if we keep sitting on this, this is still like, we have to keep playing songs for longer. Um, so we were like, let's put them out. And then we caught a little bit of support, which was cool. Like people like positively, uh, reacted to it all. And then, um, you know, we got asked to play LDB fest that year. And, uh, and then just from LDB, um, well, so even, yeah, to back down get ahead of myself, it's like before, before all that too, it's like, we were, um, Chris from dog years, uh, he was like kind of hitting us up being like, yo, like I, you know, I, I, telling me a little about what, what he does. And most of what he was doing at the times was like tapes or seven and just kind of like little more like chill type releases. And, and, uh, and so I was like, yeah, tape would be cool. But, um, our homie Ralph that runs not normal tapes out of Chicago, which is like a super, super sick, um, like punk label. Uh, but, uh, and, I, and he's calling it quits, I think, but he's done some of the sickest releases of like Midwest punk. And then he did, then he released, uh, um, uh, so he released it on tape for us. So we're like, hey, we already have someone lined up to do a tape release, but if you want to do um, do a record, like we want to do this on vinyl, like if you know, and we just uh, so that's kind of where we were at. And he was kind of like, ah, oh, I don't know, you know, it's like that's a huge investment, and and uh, and I didn't blame him at all. I was like, dude, I get it. It's like, why we're not like we're jumping on it, right? Um, we like love the music and like are playing it, but that's an, for sure like an investment. So we played LDB Fest and had like a, like a super positive response. Like, um, everything was like really good then. And I think that was kind of like the tipping point where he was kind of like, you know what, like this has legs, like, let's just do it. So I think we were, yeah, we're his first, like the first 12 inch record he's pressed is our record, which is, which is humbling. Like it's been cool working with him cause he's, he's such a ride or die, you know, it's like, he's so such a positive light. No, that's really cool. I'm, um, well, shout out to Dog Years because like, yeah, that's shout out reason, Dog Years. That's a big reason I even know. I don't know if I would have known you existed without the help of Dog Years, just because of the te- the where you are in the country. I mean, unless you For sure. started touring, like, because um, like I think one thing I know for sure is once you got to a coast, I think you would immediately ha- have even more legs with your sound just um, yeah it because i you already know i don't even need to tell you how like obviously like how hard it is you've already explained it to get something out being where you live in your area mm-hmm. of the united states yeah midwest is tough it's a hurdle you know it's like um there's a lot of good bands out here and, there, and there's a lot of incredible bands that have come here from here and there's also like these like crazy exceptions, you know. You think about a band like Modern Life is War is from Marshalltown, Iowa. I mean, that's like literally in the middle of nowhere, um, and they're like one of the biggest bands in hardcore, you know. Um, but uh, or were, you know. But uh, yeah, we uh, we're you know we're working hard, and 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 we get out when we can. We did like a little bit of a um, like our first kind of East Coast run, um, and went out and played a couple dates out there. It wasn't like extensive, but just because a it takes so long to get out there from where we're at so it's like you kind of have to take three days just to get to the east coast and then you know three or four to get get back home so um we haven't done like a giant tour or anything like that yet but um we're working on some new material and hopefully with that we're gonna try to just like yeah hit the ground running with that too so yeah i'm excited to hear some new stuff from you guys because now it's been almost what it's been a year and a half to since you yeah about a year and a half, I think. I think you're right. I think it was 
since it was since the album was released maybe not since like the digital was released but since like the vinyl was pressed i think it's been like i think it was like september or something in 2018 yeah that's a that's about right because like yeah, when- you guys have had it but like i said like pretty much whenever when everybody started having ears on you guys it was already like a couple months past uh you know when you had something out yeah but yeah true that's that's fucking that's that's cool though i'm 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 always down like like i said like i was the like product of waste is one of my favorite bands like oh cool ever. and i love the i'm like i love the style that you guys do and it's not only like it's inconsistent in the best possible way like with what's yeah. going on in the record like not it is um purposely inconsistent with uh just with the pace of the record and the and um the different songs like there's one I forget which one there's one that's like it has a real like like the like an agent orange type mm. type feel what's the, what's that one it's the one with the kind of the, like the singing um, oh so that one's crazy yeah uh best of me is what that's it's like this i think it's the dude i don't even know i don't even listen to, listen to my own album i guess right i think it's the second song on the album um best of me he kind of has this like i joke that it's like a rough rider's voice but he doesn't think that's very funny but uh it's kind of like this weird monotone singing that he does and it's like a, it's like a very kind of like ramones tempo song yeah, it has like, it has a real like, like I said, Age, Agent Orange, with a little yeah. bit, of, with a little bit of like some some like, like slowed down like Dead Kennedys type stuff going on with it, but but still with like your own flavor. But I was like, yeah. that I, that one was the one that like threw me off because just because where it was placed in the record, like yeah. you had a bunch of you had a bunch of like. You start out with that like with that intro and then you have all these songs with the dude rapping and then it goes into uh and then it goes into that. I was like the second listen for it, it is it, it was like where he was like, Okay, okay, 'cause like when I was like when I heard that song I was like, Huh? Yeah. And that's kind of a lot of people. I think it's fun. Like uh kinda of like what you said. I, I, maybe not purposely inconsistent, but like having these little um like ebb and flow because and i remember it was so because uh yeah i never in our practice space and stuff it's like i'm not really hearing when before we recorded these songs i wasn't really hearing what was happening really you know it's like i might have a vibe of like his cadences or where he's at but then i remember being in the studio and i remember like hearing him sing that song and i was like this is the craziest thing i've ever heard and i love that this is how he came at it because i was like i was like no one told him to sing he just like kind of came in and he's like, "Yo, I want to sing this song this way." And it's, I was like, "Dude, that's fucking sick." I was like, "Let's do it." Um, yeah, and and I think that might be a one and done vibe. I don't know. I kind of he hasn't brought that voice back in a while. Uh, and new stuff we're writing, it's like he hasn't brought it back out. And maybe it'll make it come back. I don't know. I think it's fun. I think that shit's sick. Come back. That's like that. <laughs> that's like that. Uh, the the kind of transitions with let with like turnstile material like that stuff that stuff's just fun yeah we're just having fun with it for sure and and so the and the album is cool but it's also like i think it, it we 
yeah, we're working on like a new seven inch um, that feels like a more kind of like concise vibe of like what what we're trying to do. And, and then the songs were kind of written to be together. So I feel like they feel a little bit more intentional. Whereas like the album, like I really enjoy uh, the songs were ones that we worked really hard on, but it's also kind of more like it was one of those instances where it's like these are songs we have written, like a couple of songs we wrote at the end to all kind of have a similar vibe. But at the time, it was very like these are what we have written. We should record them and put them on an album. So it's it was almost yeah. It, w- going forward, we're kind of learning how to like we like have found our groove a little bit, and so there, we're still kind of doing some stuff that's like groovy. Still gonna have some like these like faster punk parts, but I find I feel like we found our our like our path a little bit tighter where, where it's kind of like what you said, the, the inconsistencies are like fun, but some, but yeah, sometimes it can like throw off the vibe if it's like too much of a jump. For real. Um, it's, uh, I imagine it would be pretty fucking fun live as far as, as far yeah. as I can tell. What's funny here is so we, we, uh, we've got a good following here in, in, uh, in Omaha and Lincoln, but uh, there's not a lot of like the, all the kids here that like hardcore kind of like keep to themselves. So like they'll come out for you know uh, terrorists playing a show or like something bigger is happening. They'll all kind of come out of the woodwork and they'll be just, like this, this big show with all these kids and like you know wearing like cloakroom hoodies and shit or something from like years and years ago, right? Um, but uh, our shows are sick because it's like the DIY like punk community here right now is, is very punk centric. But then even then the people in it are still fairly new to it all. So they don't really know, like they're getting into all these different bands, new and old. And it's cool to see what, what they're into. And then their friends that are coming out and get, being a part of it, like, like no one knows what to do. It's like so crazy. Like if you were at our show in Omaha, like I booked a show, um, for uh, regional justice center when they came through here. And, uh, so it was like us and them and a couple other bands. And, uh, the show went off. It was like crazy, like well attended, like super good vibe, but it's like straight up everyone's like pogo moshing and like push pitting, and it's like you never would think like this is a hardcore show. Like no one just like and there's a couple dudes that like are picking up on like slam dancing and stuff and trying to like throw a little more style in, you know. Um, but it's like so it's such a and it's the beauty of it all is like there's like no one's like mad about it. Like there's this little like push pit thing happening, but then someone over here is still trying to like creepy crawl, and like someone else is like throwing a spin kick for a minute and it's like no one's like bummed on each other and it's like growing up if you weren't moshing a certain way right you'd get kind of like pushed out or you'd be like you know someone would hit you or something so i'm it's just like it's so crazy to see like at first i remember just being like oh these kids don't know what to do and then i'm like you know what they they get it better than all of us they're like having the best time but it's just dude it's so funny okay and i think that's what thought i was actually gonna get at because uh, right before you, right before you just started talking, I and my, I was gonna say something else, but I ended up just saying, "Oh, your shows probably are fun," because somebody like started laughing at the top of their fucking lungs somewhere in my apartment, and I, <gasps> and I got scared, <laughs> and it was like, whoa, it was like fucking, it was like fucking Joker laugh, like, Dang. <laughs> damn son, right, keep that door locked. Fuck, I'm a... Yeah, anyways. Uh... God, now I lost... I lost my fucking train of thought just with that. Okay, yeah, so if... So as far as the live set, let's say if I was my... Your official hardcore choreographer, my... (laughs) 
my uh what I would like to see is more fucking creepy crawlies. That's yep. creepy crawlers. That's what you need creepy crawlers. You need stage dives. Yep. At a fest you need beach balls. <laughs> right. That's what... we, and maybe that's us someday. We're not. We're like kind of like on that verge where you know we could maybe flip the script and all of a sudden we're writing radio rock, right? Like we're on that weird edge. So beach ball isn't that far out of our future. Yeah, but it's a beach ball at a at a punk show is fucking fun. Check out <laughs> check out Power Rainfest at Rainfest twenty sixteen. Okay. Check that video out. It's actually on my website. On our website. Okay, sick. I'm not trying to plug my website right now. But Right, what's the U- what's the URL? You want to spell it out for us? <laughs> no, I almost went axe to grind. Fuck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Dead air hardcore radio. And what are you gonna wanna do? Spell it out. Um, there it is. Dank. <laughs> dank that dank link. Um, uh, but if you check out that thing, it's total fucking madness. They had they had um they had confetti they had fucking um they had they had beach balls they had they had inflatable surfboards hmm and kind of i think i remember this i think i remember seeing this that's old enough that i probably saw it years ago and just forgot it was four it was it was almost it was about 4 years ago it was the final rainfest which was in seattle at Numos and it they so instead of a um they headlined a they headlined the last day cuz they we wanted to have a local finish out the ver- the final rainfest there's band from Bremerton who's just fucking like just yeah, they they're insane you said power right yeah 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 i remember them they used to come they dude they used to come here all the time if i remember they used to tour with Maybe not. Maybe they didn't tour with Bent Life, but they were like homies. They were um, on six one three one for for a yeah. While. That's what it is. Um, and Alan was the drummer, right? If I remember, I don't. Because I think he's in. I think he's in Big Bite now. Incredible dude. I mean, super sick drummer. It's very possible. Um, Evan, that band was sick. Um, the the one of the guitar players from uh, Odd Man Out was in that band. Oh, cool. So. I just I'll always remember uh, watching Power. Uh, they would cover Narcolepsy by Third Eye Blind, or like or like a part of it. If I remember, maybe I'm making this up, but I swear to God, I remember being like, "There's this venue that used to play in Lincoln because it's like at the time all the shows happened in Lincoln, not Omaha." But uh, I remember like being at the show and they were they covered like the intro of Narcolepsy, maybe not the whole song. And someone's gonna correct me on this, but. I want to say it was the I want to say it was Power and they would cover the intro to Narcolepsy and I thought that was like the coolest shit like I was so down for that. That's not that I can't confirm or deny, but I can say for sure that's not far off. And yeah. from what from the stuff that they would they would do like their last set was like a full on cover set. They they opened up. Oh the, wow! They opened up with well, not they did their own songs too, but they did right, right. They did CCR. Um, oh, sick! And it was it was so fucking fun like dude it was like it's seriously like you got like i said it's on um why can't it's on it's a hate fights it's a hate five six video it's the only it's the only power one that there's okay sure it's one of the only power videos on hate five six 
So check out some of that's that's a fucking that's a vibe. That, cool. But like I think when I was watching your hate five six video, I was like, I need more creepy crawlies. But that first <laughs> that first like part when he does when he does his little vocal only intro and then it yeah. and then it kicks in, I I can see I need the people getting low. That's that's as right. your as your official choreographer, this is right, what right. Need, this is this is what we're gonna need, man. I'm I'm well, just I'm just letting you know. What was funny is that show, so we didn't that was like on our East Coast little tour that we did, um, that Hate Five Six ended up being there filming. It's like I didn't even the show was it was a pretty big show. I mean there was a lot of people there and it was at um Ortlieb's, is that how you say that, I think? Ortlieb's is the bar and I think I think I can't remember who, whatever. I, I don't know. I'm like, I, I don't know enough about it to really say, but I think like, um, the dudes in like nothing either like help run it or fun- found it or they like use it as a practice space. I don't know. There was some kind of tie there, I thought. Um, but anyway, so that show was there and it was cool. It was like a very mixed, like, um, that, like that band Soul Glow played and they're amazing. That band's so sick. Um, and then, uh, some friends like Chemical Fix and a couple other bands. Or no, no, no. Yeah, I think, I don't know, whatever. Anyway super super sick show but then the energy was just weird i remember just being like um there's a couple of things that were funny because i think like jacob might have like thanked a band or said like said like stay around and watch someone next and it was actually the band that played before us or he said something <laughs> where he like he like kind of like fucked up you know and he like knew he did immediately and he was like shit i fucked that up like that wasn't the right thing you know and then and then i feel like i played a little sloppy because i uh we were in um that's in Philly, and, we, and the venue is like there's like a there's like a um, like a DIY like skate park up the street, and it was summer, so it was hot as shit. But I was like, yo, I want to go check out this DIY park. Like my homie told me, it's like right up the street, and so I skated up there, and like and I and I just didn't drink enough water, right? So I'm like kind of playing a little bit rough at times, just because I can tell I just burnt myself out for the day, like total rookie move. Um, and and we still like had a solid sound, and which I was pleasantly surprised by watching that video because like damn, it wasn't as bad as I felt it was. But the energy of that show was just so bizarre because it was it was a kind of a mixed bill with with hardcore and punk, which can either be super sick or if it's like not homies, it's actually just kind of weird. And then the bar was in kind of a gentrified area. Um, so long story short, I just feel like all of our shows, like our Boston show, was super sick. Um, the Richmond show, we got a good response, but like Philly, for some reason, that like no one was really like moshing or su- felt super into it. It was like super mean mug, and so I was like, of course, that's the show. Hey, five six is at the film. I was like, the whole time I'm just like, fuck, I can't watch that. Like that show. Like I don't think anyone even liked us. Um, so it's just funny, dude. It's, and it ended up being sick. And then actually, him, uh, him like posting it like was was cool because like we you know gained a little bit of following from that and a little bit of buzz. And and he was he likes our band and um, he's such a good dude. Like always watching him like plug so many bands of so many different kind of genres of hardcore. Um, so I was like humbled that he like filmed our set, but I was blown away that I was like, of course it's that one. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I'm I'm so thankful for Sunny in some ways. With, uh, I had an I'm I'm one of my only ones that I performed in for a Hate Five Six video. I like I was awkward because I'm because my guitarist was like my dad my dad who's like super Mormon. <laughs> is going to be at this show. Whoa. So you so you have my guitarist was Mormon, but he wasn't like he was not like strict or anything, but his dad was like super Mormon. So he's like, 
my whole family is going to show up. So you have to not cuss to be on your best behavior. So I was like super <laughs> awkward, man. Like I was trying, yeah, holy shit. I was trying to keep it together because I was like, I don't want. Like I've had things in the past where my behavior, I did something stupid, and then it'd be like, and I mean, like I'm in my twenties, but my but my best friend's mom won't let won't let won't let him see me. <laughs> yep, because of something I said on stage. Like That's so, so funny. The whole time I was like, I remember I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Right, doing that censored thing's funny, dude." Well, and then there was another one where God's Hate did um, a cover of Hate Breed, and I remember it's one of my favorite fucking Hate Breed songs, and I and I went and I went super hard, and I like saw somebody who took an there was somebody who took side video. And I saw it, I was like, oh my god, I look so stupid. <laughs> I think as moshing, I yeah, I yelled an audible fuck. Yep. And, and I was like... That's sick. But Sonny cut cut it out. Mm. He, he cut he cut it out of the set, and I was like, thank you! Right, like, he, kind of, he, he gets it, man. He's been doing it for so long, he has to know, like, oh man, that person doesn't want to see them doing that, like... Let's just remove that altogether. I'm just like, thanks, thanks for right. for making me look okay. <laughs> so sick. Because like I've had some, I've done some stage dives where I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, and then I see it on video, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> that looks rough. Right, you better not. That's like the classic thing, though. Like no one, like dude, I'm not gonna want to listen to this and hear my voice, right? Or like so many people like don't want to watch their videos or, or listen to their music or whatever and it is it's like there's like this weird feeling you get as a self like you know that that you, that's not an experience you get so when you get it it's so unnerving you're like oh that's what i look like oh that's what i sound like i don't know how people do it yeah no like well because sunny has such good quality too like my mom <laughs> took a video and i was like like she took a video of this of the set like of one time when she came to the show and i i looked at i was like Oh, that's pretty good, but it was like kind of gargled quality, and right. so that for through that lens, it looked really good. And then I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> when I got Hey Five Six, it's like, "Oh, I, I kind of like my mobs more." <laughs> right, so funny. So, but fuck yeah! And uh, thank you for uh, taking some time to talk to us. Oh, for uh, sure. Uh, excited to hear some new shit from you guys. Yeah, we should have um, – I'll do a little plug of my own, I guess. Um, uh, un, unasked, I suppose, but uh, let me double-check the date so I don't say it wrong. But Dog Years is doing another um, – he calls them the Underdog compilation. Yeah, they and, have a uh, – he's already said that there's going to be something out. I don't know who's all on it, but – The list is good. He, like, linked me the list, and I won't spill the beans, right? But there's a couple – there's, like, people kind of from all over and – and in various like little clicks, um, but stuff that'll drop all kind of people to it, I think is um, not like big, big names, but names that are like very relevant right now that are doing some cool stuff um, and on the up. So uh, it's, it's a good looking list and I'm stoked to be a part of it. And um, we're going to be putting a new song on it, um, which I don't think he's announced that yet. So you're getting the, the buzz there, but uh, yeah, stoked. I mean, once he, I think that's out March 31st. Is that, did I read that right? I don't want to I don't, say it wrong. I don't know. Man. Last I'm, thing I want to do is I'm like, not on your side. I've 
I don't know. Sometimes I can barely read myself, so... Well, it's, you know, I wasn't planning on doing a plug, and then it came so naturally, right? So I don't have my, my cue card up. Where's this fool's page at? I know it's March, because that's when he's announcing some more bands and stuff. It's okay. Uh, if, for anybody who listens to the show, they know... They know I do. I literally do the same exact thing. I try to keep as many like Bandcamp tabs and stuff on my on my tab while I'm do while I'm doing the show to make sure I have all the information. But every once in a while, I'll accidentally like click out of it. So like I'm mm. I'm scrambling. Like this band was oh fuck. Yeah. Okay. No, I was right. It was. It's March thirty first. So no, March thirty first. Underdogs 3 is going to come out. We'll have a song on it. I think he's announcing more stuff as as the month goes on just to kind of help build it up. So it should be cool. Second one was really good. The last one was really good. Had some had some really cool shit on it. I was I I'm pumped that um cuz I remember there was a lot of radio silence from from them for a while up until uh Dog Years 2. So it's cool that they've been keeping the momentum up from that compilation till now. And that's been like almost what, like it's been over a year now since the, since the compilation, the last compilation. It has been for sure. Yeah. So. No, no, but it's cool. You're right. It's, and it's, it's cool to see him so active and, and it's, it's so interesting to me. He's just such a genuine dude. Um, Chris and Dylan that both run their label and, um, Cause it is, it's like, they're like, yo, they're like grabbing people from like local regions, stuff from the South, stuff from all over, man. It's like, when I'm looking at the stuff he's doing, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's rad. I'm like, I'm stoked that they're, you know, putting it out there. But yeah, there's some really good bands on it, you know, like Time and Pressure is such a sick band. I mean, there's like some cool stuff that he's been putting out, like Gum, I think is putting out some new stuff soon and um, yeah, super fun shit. Well, and I think that's the point. You want to um, continue to uh, like find stuff and push stuff that nobody else is pushing. Like, especially with there's so many. Like, I could push the same like ten, ten or so bands or or um, that the other radio shows or podcasts are doing. But why would I want to do that when they're when there's bands like you guys and all the other bands on dog years that are doing fucking great shit. Yeah. It's cool. You're, I mean, you're not wrong. It is. It's like, you know, why echo the same shit, right? It's like everyone, everyone knows the magnitude album bangs and everyone knows all that. So it's like, you know, give a, give a little bit of a, uh, olive branch to some of us in lesser regions. And I'm not saying that I didn't say it in a way to be rude. Like you guys oh, need it straight up. I'm, I, that's not. Yo, what that's I, just the Midwest, straight up. Like, I, you know what? It ain't, I don't hear it as rude. I'm like, we are we're, where we're at, and I know like it takes a little extra push. Like, I'll take that olive branch, right? If 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 someone wants to be like, yo, let me help push your shit. I'm like, please, let's do it, dude. Midwest fucking bangs. All you dudes, like, I have the best time talking to people from the Midwest. Like, m- me and James from uh, Time and Pressure last week just talked about fucking uh bread for <laughs> for for, for bread and the Dewey Cox movie for like oh uh, incredible movie hours. dude that movie is is amazing 
That's oh, well, you know what's funny? So what? Time and pressure. They're from St. Louis, right? Yeah. So you were talking about St. Louis Breadco? No, the, no, we were talking about. So we were talking about, um, like, so in our area, like versus the north, the north. Uh, so the northwest versus the midwest. So when it's when it snows, maybe like half an inch, that like a road shut down. So it took me an extra like hour to get to the studio to to go to go but like i felt bad making that excuse to someone in st louis where i've been there and i know like it's there's there's few there's a few feet at least of snow there (laughs) (laughs) yeah straight up so i felt like an asshole like saying like man there's some closures Uh, it's gonna take me a little while to get here and so we're just talking about how like the northwest i don't know how it is in your area for this is just like in any situation just like if they if if they hear that there's a possibility of a slight windstorm everyone in seattle and tacoma goes to the nearest store and buys up everything like you i live right next to a store and the entire bread section was gone it's bread funny peanut butter just like people are are taking like multiple carts of bread and and like i'm just like what are you guys gonna do with all that fucking bread so we were talking about right. like how how if there was a uh, a bread kingpin, somebody like bought like in apocalyptic times, just buying up all the bread and being a fucking bread dealer. Right, this is like wa- like Water World only bread. Yeah, except that shit's gonna get bad at some point. I don't know bread. I don't yeah, know which bread has the think? longest shelf Maybe- life. Dude, it's gotta be Wonder Bread for sure. That shit's like straight up dust. You know, it's like cardboard, yeah, aerated, uh, random shit. Like, I, there ain't nothing natural in that. I don't. I don't remember the last time I had some fucking fucking uh, Wonder Bread. <laughs> Yo, me neither, man. Different world. I used to growing up. My uh, my homie's mom worked at a bread store, and we're so. Yeah, I won't get into a whole thing about it. I'm from, like, middle of nowhere, Nebraska, right? So the town I grew up in, surrounded by cornfields, like, kind of the cliche what people think of what they think of when they when they go, like, Midwest or Nebraska. They're like, oh, yeah, cornfields. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's actually where I grew up. Um, <laughs> middle of but, fucking uh, the, cornfield. <laughs> straight up, straight up. So uh, my homie was – my homie's dad was a farmer, and his mom worked at this bread store in the, in the closest town, which was called Grand Island, which is, like – um, pretty like it was like a big city for us, but it wasn't a city. I mean, they they had like a skate park, sick skate shop, um, and then uh, so what? But his the bread store his mom worked at was right across the street from the skate park. So it's like we would get up at like six a.m. with his mom and ride with her to work because it's like a twenty minute drive into work, and then we would just literally skate at the skate park the whole shift. She's at work right like eight hours and then ride back home with her. But it's like, that's all I would do is like bum bread offer, like one, like some pieces of wonder bread or like try to get some, like they'd, they'd sell like, like quarter snacks and stuff or like, uh, you know, like snowballs and all that kind of shit. So I'm just like eating, I can't think of the na- the brand name, right? But whoever makes all that shit, ho- like ho- not hostess, but maybe, maybe something else. So like, I'm just eating poison all day, like skating in fucking Nebraska summer, which is like 90 degrees and 
high humidity and it's just like wet and sweaty and I'm it, so I've got this like I can't eat that and, and I've been vegan for a long time too I guess to be fair but like in my brain I'm like I burnt myself out on like all shit bread I feel it how hard is it to be vegan in Nebraska you know it, like like I was saying before it was not super hard I mean we are known for like um like cattle like people come here from uh we've got a lot of like weird shit where uh I manage a, um, a, a retail, like a skate shop downtown. And uh, so we get during like the Berkshire Hathaway meetings, um, like, you know, Warren Buffett's from here and that's like his company. So people come to Omaha for like the um, shareholder meetings and stuff. And, and so they're always like coming in being like, yo, where can I get a steak? Like, where can I get a good steak at? And I'm like Ev- straight up everywhere. I'm like, I'm like, yo, everywhere, but also you're asking the wrong guy. Like I straight up <laughs> couldn't even like, I've, I've learned some like off the cuff ones. Cause I'm not trying to have that conversation. Right. I'm like, I'm definitely not that dude to be like, well, actually I'm like vegan. Like I don't, I don't play that shit. Dude, um, I hate that so I find shit. the, yeah, I'm like, yo, go check this spot out. Like there's a couple spots that I'll throw out. Like Monarch is this rad spot or eight, you know, uh, 801 or these like spots, but I've never eaten at them. But I'll throw them a bone. Like, I know they do good shit from what I hear because I'm not, like, that pretentious. But yeah, um, there's some cool spots. One of my friends just opened um, – like, well, there's – so one of the, the main vegan restaurant at Modern Love, um, uh, Issa, she's, like, famous for her cookbooks, right? She, like, did all the um, – like, post-punk kitchen was her thing. And then she moved to Nebraska and did – and opened a restaurant. And now she's got one in Brooklyn. So that she's got, like, two Modern Love restaurants. And that place is like super sick, and she, and and she's so rad, um, and and supportive of the community. So like one of our friends, she kind of helps support him, work on his shit over time. And he was doing like a vegan hot dog cart, and then that hot dog cart turned into like a little restaurant that's like a lunch restaurant. And then I think he might even be trying to do more with it. So um, as of right now, there's like yeah, I think there's literally three like straight up all vegan uh, restaurants in the whole state. And two of them are, are in Omaha and one's Lincoln. But um, so I don't know. There's there's stuff out there. And, and like I think it's growing right now where there's it, – it, I mean it's vegan, growing world. Yeah. It's growing worldwide. So it's like not like yeah. hard to really do it anymore. Like, right. Like I even in my small town like the vegan options are like are like growing like every few months there's something, there's something new and all the main – like places out here have some sort of option at this point right well the beauty of that is it's like the funny like plus side of this being so shitty is like you know food trends create such a demand right so like with veganism being so popular with like like yuppie ass people it's like only just been able to help us sustain the shit that we actually want to do and like want to live our life by right um so we get uh like the way omaha is set up is all of like west omaha are like these rich people because there's like more, there's like weird statistics on it. Someone can Google this. I'm not going to, but there's like more fortune 500 companies per capita in Omaha than any other city. So we have like so many, like we have like, there's like so much money in Omaha, but like none of it's ours. It's like all these like people that live out in West Omaha and uh, have these like huge houses and shit. But anyway, so they all drive to downtown. Um, Cause either like that's where all the companies are at or that's where like the food is at. But um, like straight up, it's just crazy how many of those people are like, coming in asking for vegan options and, and like that's like they like live by that shit and and that probably won't last forever for them but like they got money and they want to burn it into veganism i'm like let's do it like come into you know these restaurants that i love and spend your money and that's what's going to keep them open like that's sick well and it's also just helping just for like 
like the smaller places like I live in like basically between of like a bunch of hick ass towns and the and out of this trend has has birthed a vegan food truck from some people that are like one I think one of the yeah one of the people they moved from Ethiopia out here oh sick and their food is is absolutely amazing like and everybody loves it and it's just cool because yeah there there's going to be some ca- capitalism and some bullshit with the with all these bigger chains buying into veganism but it's giving birth to people like that getting to do their own independent like food trucks and in companies right. and bringing a company out to a town I would have never exact I would have never saw I never would have thought that in my in my hick ass town of Puyallup right next to the the county fair would be the would, would be a dope ass food truck sick is that county fair you, you, where are you at in the state are you pretty central yeah Puyallup is a is a uh, is a town so it's I work in Seattle and it's about 45 to 50 minutes south of Seattle and it's 20 minutes from it's 20 minutes from Tacoma and it's yeah cool. it's about central western Washington so with like the state fairs happening is that near you yeah that's do they the, try to keep that central yeah that's the biggest it's the biggest fair in um it's the second biggest fair on the west coast like oh wow! Third, one of the biggest, like third to fifth biggest fair in the world. Oh damn! Yeah, that's crazy. So like we have so you guys get like Alice Cooper plays it or some shit. Yeah, some like really randomly. I feel like like every once in a while we'll get a we'll get like a rock act, but like for the most part, it's like it's a lot of like. Blake Shelton and country and country stuff like yep. I'm trying to think of the last time I wanted to go to a fair show it's it's like it's like really really rare like oh Iggy Azalea played there one year and she got booed off stage <laughs> whoa St- like straight what? Up, straight up damn that's dude that is bad man can you imagine that <laughs> can you imagine you're like that successful and like in a in i mean too talented I, I couldn't name you a song of hers right now to be fair but um i can't imagine like being paid to play some gig and like all these hicks are booing you off stage it's crazy i think oh one year i like stood like in the back of the bleachers because i didn't want to pay i was waiting to hear i was hoping to hear um Kid Rock play Ba Wada Ba, but it never happened. So, Whoa. so I just, so I just like, me and my friend thought we were really cool, like because we were we were younger at that time. So I was just like, yeah. we just like flipped off the stage and left. Sick, dude! What a what a baller ass move for Kid Rock, right? Like, yo, I'm gonna play a concert and I'm gonna not play Ba with the Ba. Like, don't get me wrong, like that's back you know, when his he's... country career was at its like prime. No way. So, like, he did not play ball with a ball. I was like, who the f- 
fuck do you think you are? <laughs> right. Like how do how do we not all automatically think back to like Woodstock intro, like you know, with the fuck? I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Like what is that? Ninety nine Woodstock. Yeah. This whole intro of like fuck is such a great word in the English language. Like narrator and and, and like band is just kicking it hard and him and his pimp suit coming out like and then it's like oh cool now you're gonna play some show like for your country fans and not play ba with the ba man yeah what the hell what the hell is your problem like like but i get it like especially because like literally it is like it's a country crowd out there um makes sense what i'm like uh, yeah like i want to i want to hear um what's the what's the other one american badass Dude, American Badass. I want I want to hear him say that he's going to fuck some hoes after he rocks this stage. Yeah. Dude, incredible song. And what is isn't isn't it a Metallica well, sample? It's literally a, a like a current one that came out like the same year. It was a rip did. of a Metallica song, but the but you can hear that they like that they messed with the drums and they they put fake drums. Yeah. On the and there's like a fake drum circle pit part. Yeah. On the like on the and it, I was just like this is incredible. Yeah, it's redeeming cuz not only do you get totally blindsided by this like fake circle pit part, when it comes back in to the American badass, it's like hard. It's sick. Like I was like that's what I was like this is what I came to hear and I'm just like I heard well, they had that one song that's like, that's like a. It's a mix of a Leonard Skinner song and a bunch yep. of, and a bunch of, and like three or four other songs, like of that same caliber into one, and I'm. It was so bad. <laughs> yep. I mean, you know, it's t- like like uh, growing up. Obviously, Kid Rock, huge deal, big name, blah blah blah. Homies would always put on at parties, ironically or non ironically, but like personally because of my love and adoration for uh david spade's character and joe dirt i've always like even though i know it's like an acting thing uh but lo and behold kid rock sucks now right politically but uh i like couldn't handle him in that movie being like the the antagonist the like wonderful joe dirt you know i'm like so like in my head he's always just been this dick like every time i see kid rock it's like that's who he is to me i'm like you're robbie like throwing gravel at my boy, you know, Joe Dirt. So there's that. What is I'm I'm what is that fucking um I'm trying to I'm oh yeah, the I, I was trying to make sure the the uh two there's going to be two hits. You hitting the floor <laughs> and Kid Rock's ball with a ba. Yeah, that's from, a classic one from yeah. Workaholics. I think I've yeah, I think I've heard that. I I fucking see. I don't even care if it's ironic. It's it's like <laughs> beautiful. It's beautiful yeah. irony. It's beautiful irony. Like it's you just want to best we all kind of that. irony. Yeah, we all need that little bit of like sugar. You know, it's like yeah, we all enjoy like free jazz or whatever wants to be like this like beautifully articulate thing, but. Once in a while, you want American badass. You, you know, it's American like you badass. Need, it's you want to check out, man, and just be like Neanderthal. It's like American badass is like the room of music. Like <laughs> you, 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 you need it. That's it's the perfect mm. fucking balance. It has everything. Yeah. It has everything you want and need. It's up there. 
I'm I might be making I I'm that's my opinion. I'm sticking I'm sticking the fuck to it. Also, to end this interview, we talked I want to just make sure that it's 100% f- fact that the the little mushroom guys in Mario, that is a Goomba. Okay. So, that's what I said, right? Yes. You I'm not trying s- to rub no one wrong and like try to say some 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 slang I didn't mean to, but yeah, that's what I that's what I I said some combination of Goomba. Because what yeah. was I? Oh, I was trying to say Chalupa. And I said Galoomba. Something like that. Whatever. Well, we used to call some dude, We did, uh, me and my friend, like, he literally just looked like a fucking Goomba. He, he had, like, he, like, like, no neck, little legs. He looked, he, and it was like, he deserved it. He was, like, a fucking <laughs> asshole. He white, white dude, N-word saying... Whoa. Like, yeah, no, he was a piece yeah. of shit. He's a big piece of shit. And he like he was a very self aware piece of shit too. So like he so like we would call we would literally just call him a Goomba. Like and he just wouldn't give a shit. Like, but but like he like that's he looked like he tried it was just like he's like that dude who tried to make fun of everybody like make really just the worst insults that were not funny and usually somewhat racist or offensive. So like everyone just gave him shit until he finally quit. And I think actually he was about to quit, but he got fired anyway. (laughs) So, so fuck the Goomba. Right. Fuck the Goomba. So anything else you would like to say about Jocko HC, before we close out. Dang, you know, uh, I think we pretty much covered it. You know, we got a little bit, like, we'll have a new song coming out uh, with this dog use comp, which will be sick. Um, working on getting the 7-inch out um, sometime soon. So hopefully 2020 is going to be um, a year for new music for us. And, and then, dude, that's, like, about it, you know? All right, cool. Anything else you want to say in closing? Man, we said it all, man. We said, I guess we said it all. Kid Rock, right, man. Goomba. Right. I, I seriously, somehow, our spectrum of conversation, I can't even imagine what we missed. I try, I, I try to keep it real broad, man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, shout out Dog Ears. Um, hit that hit that comp in March. He's going to be announcing songs and stuff that are going to be on that, which is cool. And then, yeah, we're going to be trying to hit the, uh, Jocko's trying to hit the West Coast in the spring, so keep your eyes open. All right, let's do it. We'll play a couple songs um, from the last Jocko record, and then we'll, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get back to the show. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio.
What's up, you sorry motherfuckers? This is another Moshpot reminder to follow Deader on Facebook at facebook.com slash Radio and both Instagram and Twitter at DeaderNWCZ. Do it before I crowd kill your entire fucking family while whining about people not supporting the scene enough.
I am hating myself right now. My brain will not let me complete fucking thoughts. And I just want to be done and go home and get this shit done. Good night. Fuck. I gotta finish. I gotta finish. I got to fucking finish. Oh, I didn't get any fucking coke from the fridge. Uh, it's so far away. But I gotta, I gotta finish this, dude. Um, shout out to Cameron from Jocko for talking to me about random shit. Fucking Goombas, fucking Falafels, Chalupas. Talking over the shit we said in the last fucking episode of the show. Um, Kid Rock. All that shit. Jocko is a fucking dope band. I'm excited to hear some more stuff that they have coming up. Um, shout to you if you listen through to two hours of my incoherent fucking babbling. Hopefully you just went from song to song to interview and listen to the good parts of the interview, which is the interviewee, not the interviewer. So shout out to you. You're real fucking G. You're a real one. Shout out to everyone who fucking plays us on radio stations all over the globe. Um, shout out to our newer um, podcast listeners, people who follow us on the website, follow us on Spotify. Um, it's a, it's always a work in progress for me as a one person operation, and I really am fucking grateful because sometimes uh, I, I'm I, I I shit on the show, and I try my best. I like I fucking this episode. I don't I'm. I'm doing the best I fucking can and I'm and <laughs> that's not much right now. So thank you for listening. Music, let's talk about the music. Played two tracks from Jocko. No money, no problem, and best of me off there. Uh, I'm losing steam off their expression record. Um, yeah, my girlfriend wants me home and I know she's not pumped because it's been really, it's really late. So after the two Jocko tracks, um, we got reality after reality by scowl from the Bay area. They were here a couple weeks ago at just another gig played a negative approach, negative approach cover. Um, it's fucking good. It's fucking good. Hardcore. It was a good, uh, addition to our, uh, to the lineup for that fest. Um, Bay Area and West Coast fucking power. After that, um, we played new music from Pummel uh, off Atomic Action Records. They have a four-song EP titled Air Power. We played Doomsday Clock. Dude, get that fucking not heavy, but hard hardcore from Boston. So uh, check, out the, check out those tracks, man. They got some tracks. So let's see what I'm doing for time. Uh, I guess I got a couple minutes. So I guess that's that time I got a plug. Um, if you didn't hear before, you're hearing it now. Social media. Follow us on Facebook.com slash Dead Air Hardcore Radio. We also have a Facebook group, Dead Air Hardcore Radio, where you can discuss more things. I'll put more shit in there. Um, I'm trying my best with the Twitter Twitter and Instagram are both at Dead Air NWCZ. You can also go to our website that has all that information, deadairhardcoreradio.com. Deadairhardcoreradio.com is the best source for 
just anything that I post as far as blog posts and new episodes. We have all episodes. Every episode that's not on Spotify is on deadairhardcoreradio.com. Also, we are on Spotify as well as, what's the other one? Anchor FM. I'm still working on getting on more. I think something fucked up, so I'm going to have to call Anchor FM and see and ask him what the fuck's going on. But please follow us on Spotify and send us emails, send us fee- feedback, tell the stations that if you listen to us on a specific station, tell them uh, that you like us. Any feedback is amazing. Deadairnwcz at gmail.com. We really, really do appreciate it. So we're going to end it with some new music from Change. We played the first single off an upcoming LP they're going to have on React Records. And they're going to have some shows in the Northwest, I believe, at the end of March. And I really like this uh, this newer song. This might be my favorite one. It's the one that they played with the uh, reggae part. That they that they talked about, and I like the clean vocals on it. It's it's a good fucking track. Um, it has like that traditional stuff that I, that you uh, would expect from um, members of Betrayed and Keep It Clear and a lot of the traditional um, mid two thousands um, Northwest hardcore style. But it also that the part with the clean vocals, um, that's and the the clean vocals and the and the reggae part is just it's slamming. I'm I'm a big fan. Um, big ups to change. Get ready for a killer uh, LP on React Records. So that's all I have to say. I fucking did it. I got to get the fuck out of here and get this episode out. I will see y'all next week. I said it, you said it, it